Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know why people don't think black people don't have culture? It's because of family. It's because it's, it's rooted in family. Mm. Forget the food, forget the music, forget the tradition, like family. In America, people are joining individuals and they're not joining families. And in not joining families, it's so much easier to say like, hey, you know what? Because emotionally, I'm not feeling you today. I'm good. I'm good. Usually when you come from a family, other places, you have a model of how it's supposed to go. Wrong or right, right? You're not going into, you're not growing up and not and saying, yo, what am I doing? Growing up and saying, yo, this is what I'm supposed to do, wrong or right. Yeah. We're in a space where divorce is okay, separation is okay, children out of wedlock is okay. I had a child out of wedlock. I don't think that was right. I'm Simeon Pando. I'm Melvin Gregg. This is another episode of Nice and Me. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. Yo, what's the deal, y'all? Hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode. I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan, and this is another episode of the number one podcast in all of Los Angeles. Nice and neat, fellas. We coming off a heater of an episode. Heater. We coming off our hundredth episode. If you guys haven't seen that, make sure you guys go and look at it. It's a. Uh, it's so many gems in there from ourselves, as included as our ladies as well. Um, everybody voted to see the ladies, and you guys got what y'all asked for. Truth be told, well, it was well shot too. It was well, well shot, shot, well edited. Yeah, yeah. yeah we was, brought in, was, we brought in some extra. Yeah, it was real. Some extra good. brain work for that. Is it that what it's good. called? Real What's pleasant it called? in the eyes. Roller. We brought a roller in. I'm asking you, roller. A dinner dolly. A dating dolly. dolly. It was Dana a little back and forth. Come on, man. Come on, it's a dating dolly. dolly. You I don't know. Dolly. I don't know. I watched it with a little smirk on my face. I was like, this look good. Yeah. Hey, man. So, I mean, I'm I'm happy that we got all of the ladies situated. It's crazy how it's harder to get the ladies on the show as guests than it is to get us on the show. Because everybody got to get their hair done. You got to get your makeup oh, done. Oh, man. And, you know, mm. it's crazy a of, traffic. A lot of moving parts. A lot of moving pieces. But we got the ladies uh, again, so we don't want to spoil the episode. If you haven't seen it, make sure you go pause this episode mm -hmm. now and, you, and yep. go back and see that episode. You, you brought some. You guys that brought somebody special on the, on the episode too. That I, I, think, I think the people want want would love to see. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, we had an addition on the episode as well. It was seven of us. It was, man, it was seven of that us was so on the nice, episode. Man. That, was, that was nice. Wow. Bro. I mean, it was it's kind of eight of us actually. Low really, key. Hey, you, low key. If you really that think part. about it, Duke, that was part. it not? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey! But it's two parts. All right, one is on Patreon, so uh, make sure you guys go to go to the link in the description right now. Check the Patreon out. Right, it's exclusive content. All right, do not miss that. Yeah. Hey, look, hold on, Duke. Just try to hop off the mic. We we are. I'm excited to hear you just came back from Nigeria, bro. We yes, shot that sir. before you went to Nigeria. Yes, sir. You just came back from Nigeria. You took your queen to Nigeria mm -hmm. post-engagement. So I know that's a big deal. We want to hear about that. Um, man, tell us about Nigeria, about your experience. Tell us how it was, the family who haven't met Chanel out there, how they received her. How was it, bro? Man, I'm glad you said post-engagement because you know what I was doing all trip? I was calling her my wife. All trip. I wasn't explaining fiance. I was just like, it's my wife, just my wife. Cause there's a higher level of respect for like, hey, if this is somebody's wife, she got the whatever he say, anyway. whatever see, whatever we do for him, we do for her. Mm -hmm. Right. So I wasn't playing that game. So thank you for for bringing that up. But the experience, man, was it was different than any other time I've been in Nigeria because I had her with me. 
right? And I was on a high level of alert and protection, but I was also just really observing how she was receiving Nigeria, you know? And it's tough, right? Now, going to Nigeria for someone, going to Nigeria for anyone who doesn't live there is tough. But going to Nigeria for someone like her and someone who's never even been across the Atlantic or been in a space or any country or like that, it was a, in her words, it was, it was a culture shock, mm. you know? And I, I'm actually proud of her for how she handled everything, right? Um, there was different instances where I could tell she was struggling with, and it was hard for her to cope with certain things. But, you know, after like day four, she kind of got settled in. Um, there was a bunch of still like, there was still like obstacles and things like that, but I was proud of her, man. But the experience for me, man, I loved it. I love going back home and seeing just the village and seeing the people and seeing my family and, you know, going back to my, my pop's house and, you know, seeing my uncles and just traveling with my family too, right? I spent, it's like, I've never, I've been to Nigeria one time where it was just me and my brothers but this is like the first time who was just, it was just strictly like me and my cousins, right? It was like no. No older. No, no older, older, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I felt like, okay, we could really do this all the time without anybody, you know? Mm. And I thought that this was the first time where we went out and it just felt like we were kind of just running the show and we, we didn't have to go anywhere that we didn't want to go and we didn't have no obligations. And it was just, let's go have fun and let's go show Chanel Nigeria, right? And I think that was really important because it's not a place like it's it's some it's somewhere you got to understand. Anytime you are marrying someone that's from a different culture, it's important that you go to that place to 1, see where that where they're yeah. from. One thousand percent. Right. It's important that you go to that because you really you really need to understand exactly why you behave the way you behave. Mm -hmm. You know, um, what do you mean by tradition? What do you mm -hmm. why do you do the things? Why do you value the things? Why does your family feel this way, you mm -hmm. know? And it helps you put things in perspective and you just understand more, right? Mm -hmm. And the more you can understand your partner, the better it is long-term, right? So when she came out there, it was just, all right, babe, listen, there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of fresh acai bowls, <laughs> right? So you can't just get food. The, 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 the way in America food is just at our fingertips all the time, it's not the same in Nigeria, right? Not in the village. Not nowhere. All right. Nigeria is um, Nigeria is a place that, you know, people should be extremely proud of, but it has a lot of hard conditions, you know, and just to be in that space with her, man, I think that for us, it, we got closer, hmm. you know, we got closer. Um, and then for her perspective, she really got to see a different level of poverty. Right. And anytime you go somewhere, you see a different level of poverty and you still people you still see people happy mm -hmm. and you still people you still see people trying to figure out how to like be optimistic about life. It makes you put things in perspective of how you operate in your life. Yeah. You know, Complete what I'm saying? Shift. it's a shift. shift. Sure. It's a yeah. shift. It's just like, what am I complaining about? Mm -hmm. You know, all the things that I complain about, I'm taking for granted, mm -hmm. you know, and it kind of puts you into this like grateful place. And I think she has that now. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not saying she was ungrateful before, but I think that just going there and really getting a taste of the authentic, real, you know, Nigeria, that's not just Lagos, it's not just party, but real authentic village life, village food, village showers, village lights. It was a different experience for her, you know? And I think it's like probably one of the most challenging things she's ever done. When you 
think about going into Nigeria with the mindset of, yo, this is my wife. Yeah. Right. How, what, what are some of the ways that you were able to help her feel comfortable during those times when she felt uncomfortable? Because I feel like if you're going into going across the Atlantic saying, hey, I'm not about to play that uh -huh. fiance game. This is my wife. Uh -huh. You're definitely feeling the energy, any type of energy that yeah. she's got that's making her um, uneasy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, what were you doing to help her feel comfortable? Well, I feel like that's that's a tough part of like getting acclimated is yeah. finding how to get comfortable and then you could really enjoy your trip. Yeah. So I don't know if it's a Nigerian thing, but people don't really just respect girlfriends. You don't just get respect because you're someone's girlfriend. All right. If you're someone's girlfriend, you're just disposable. All right. But when you're someone's wife, whatever respect they get to you, they got to get to her because she's an extension of you. Right. Yeah. And that's like a it's very black and white. Because if you, until you're someone's wife, you can be anything. Right? You can be a mistress. You can mm -hmm. be a fling. You can be anything. I could bring a mistress out there, and I'm expecting people to treat my mistress like my wife. So mm -hmm. the minute I say, yo, this is my wife, hey, yo, this is like, okay, cool. I'm going to take care of her like I take care of you. You know. So that was the mindset I had. Um, and I think that for there's less questions. Right? There was less Yo, tell me about the story. Nah, this is my wife, and that's just it. And I felt like when I was going there, I really wanted to protect her and put her in a space where she felt comfortable. Because mm -hmm. like I said, it's not the most, it's not the easiest place to just navigate, right? If, if you are listening to this right now and you're not Nigerian and you have friends that talk about going to Nigeria, they probably told you that, yo, if you come to Nigeria, you're going to need a security guard or you're going to need, you know, someone to, you know, beat her with you and show you around. It's not somewhere you could just come and just, you know, gallivant and just lollygag around. You can't just do that, you know what I mean? And it's even like extensive visa process, right? Like we had to- Oh, oh we can't just go can't over there just, with our passport. You, you, you can't go. just fly to, you can't just fly to Nigeria with your just passport and just like, nah, you gotta like apply for a visa. You can do a visa on arrival, but yeah, you gotta have certain documents and stuff wow. like that. Like that, they don't, they don't just like allow people. It's, it's like, again, when I talk about Nigeria, it's not a tourist, country mm -hmm. when you have tourist countries they accommodate those things yeah at a larger rate but not that place um if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive -ba -ba -ba. at participating mcdonald's but again though like i enjoy just having her and then the other thing is we moved around a lot in nigeria Right, so we went to the capital, which is Abuja. My cousin Jackie lives in Abuja, right? Stayed there for a few days, and then we went to the village. We took a local flight to the village, and then um, spent stayed in there for like three days. So that was a whole different. When you say vibe. village, yeah. when you say village, I want you to break that down yeah, because yeah, yeah. when I hear village, I think huts. Yeah, I think uh, mm -hmm. unpaved ground. I got, you. I got you. You know what I mean? So like, what do you mean by village? A lot of unpaved ground. For sure, there's roads, there's uh, concrete roads, but a lot of dirt, red roads, a lot of unpaved ground for a lot of like bumpy, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the village is essentially these are towns, though, mm -hmm. right? These are towns, you know. They still got like apartment buildings and stuff like that, but they're essentially in the middle of a jungle, right? And you think about the village, like these apartment buildings, these all these nice houses, this, this, this is new development. When I say new, I'm talking about in the last like 25 years, new development. But outside of that, a lot of places were, you know, small, like, I don't want to say not like your teepee huts, but these are small 
like the size of a, um, a kitchen, mm-hmm. right? Or a size of like a living room, five people was living in those places, you know? There's no like shower. There was, you had to go outside to take a shower, right? There was no toilets. You had to go into a pit to take a toilet, I mean, to take a, um, to use a bathroom. Now, people are gonna hear this and say, well, why are you telling all the bad things about Nigeria, right? I'm telling the truth about Nigeria right mm-hmm. now, right? Because this is how it was. Now, my dad built the house, my cousins, uh, my uncles built the house. So like there's houses out there, there's big, humongous houses out there that have everything that we have in America, right? But I'm just saying the village is a different, it's a different speed than like the capital. The capital is they got lights everywhere. They got um, lines on the road. They got stop signs. They got parks. They got zoos and nice hotels and all that. So you said nice hotels. So I know earlier you started off, you said it's not necessarily a tourist mm-hmm. destination. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people go to Nigeria every December right? Um, at the end of the year because basically the weather is better yeah. over there than over here. Why? Why? Because I know people listening said Duke just said Nigeria is not a tourist destination. Uh-uh. Why is it not a tourist destination, and why would some people perceive it as this is a place where people can visit and it can become a tourist destination? Yeah, when I say Nigeria is not a tourist destination, I'm talking about Greater Nigeria. You know, I'm not talking about if I if I can only name you two places or one place out of the whole country that you should you could go to. It's not a it's not a tourist place. All right. Now Lagos is the Pretty much the epicenter of whenever, when any someone from, uh, over, when any, when any, whenever someone from abroad says I'm going to uh, Nigeria, they go to Lagos, mm-hmm. right? Because it's um, a lot of commerce there. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of uh, partying there. All right. It's a lot of new infrastructure, a lot of business, right? A lot of you know women and men and money and stuff like that, right? So people are going to Lagos, especially that you're not from there. When you're going to have fun, you're going to Lagos because they have all the development. Right. That's to me, that's not tourism. That's not that's not set up for um, and even in even Lagos. Right. You're not going to get just your resort heavy vibe. You're not going to do that. Right? So you're going to go there. You're probably going to stay in a hotel. You're not going to like stay in these, like it's just different, you know, and there's different vibes. It's Abuja, the capital. That's where the politicians stay. All right. It's where the. Um, a lot of people with money ha- go there, but then everywhere else, outside of Abuja and Lagos, everyone else is like village, towns, small towns. You know what I mean? And people that aren't from Nigeria are not going to those places like that, right? Collectively. So when you talk about Daddy December, that's Lagos. You know, that's not even Abuja. That that's Lagos, and that's where we want to have fun. Okay, so when you touched down, you was in Nigeria. You had your wife with you. Come on. You know, and you were received by the family. What were some of the things that you guys did? How was the how was the 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 switch from okay, we're not in LA no more. We're in Nigeria. What were some of those things for you? And then what what did the trip look like? Damn. All right, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just all right. Look, we get we leave LAX. Come on, take a step. Yeah, we leave LAX, right? First of all, y'all. Okay, I just got to put this out there, right? This is a um. Four hours to D.C., seven hours to Frankfurt, Germany, and then six more hours to Abuja, right? It's, was that, like a 16, 17? I don't know. Something like that. But we really didn't feel like we were going to Nigeria until we got to Germany, 
Okay, because the next flight was to Nigeria. Yeah, I see. I, see, I was watching the story. Okay. They had they, you guys first class, so, yeah, business class. I look good. So, yeah. Oh, I look so, good. Okay, yeah. Look good on you. We look did good on y'all. Champagne. Oh, I, you know, I, like, I, I loved it. I must say, I must say this. I must come say. on, come on, talk, talk about yeah, it. I, I must say this. Hey, yo, um, it was like the easiest travel I've ever experienced, mm, even, even if it was long. I bet. I didn't even feel. I didn't feel like the plane was shaking it out. Sleep. How you feel like that with a lay flat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was in the lounge. Hey, there was in the lounge. Hey, it was, it was a lot of tur- turbulence. <laughs> nah. yeah, I don't even feel it up here. Yeah. So, so yeah, so we had to get that business class because, and then another another thing is like, yo, I want this to be an enjoy, enjoyable experience for 1, her. percent. So I don't even want her to be agitated even before she get there because mm-hmm. it's a lot. So I want to have um, it just set up so it's smooth. So we get to Germany, and we are getting ready to board our flight to Abuja, and this is like. It, this frustrated me, and it's the first time I actually seen this, and I realized, yo, people really don't care about Africans like this, right? And people don't care mm-hmm. about Africans uh, in the sense that they don't feel like they have to go over and above for Africans, right? They put they put all the Africans in this like small terminal, and the terminal looked different than the rest of the airport. It looked like it was unkept. It looked like it wasn't modern. Right, there was no one over there that was uh, policing people. They had no one at the checking gates, the the, the desk, uh, the, the service yeah. desk or whatever. Yep. They didn't have nobody. They just had all the Nigerians there just waiting. So it was like a lot of chaos, and it was just no organization. It was like, damn, like people don't really care. And it was I, like it was worse than like a spirit terminal to Vegas. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Wait, how many? It was multiple flights. It in was the multiple term- flights. It was Oof. multiple flights. Yeah, it was multiple like uh, airline uh, flights in. Why the hell never got enough seats at Spirit Terminals going to Vegas? It's always it's always so many people crowded. It's crazy. Okay. It's like that. Gotcha. Right? But also, this is an international flight, though. You get what I'm saying? And um, it's the first experience of... It's the first experience that Chanel had of Nigeria, right? Because everyone was so crowded. And it was time... Crazy. To, Y'all in Germany. And we in Germany. All right? And, and we're trying to get onto the plane. We're getting ready to board. And they are not letting Chanel get in line, dog. I'm like, no, you, got, ain't you we, in line? I'm bulldozing. I'm, and I get like, I get to the front. I said, oh, they call his name. They call our name. So I bulldoze to the front to just get to get the position, right? So I'm like, babe, come on. And they wasn't letting her get. They wasn't letting her move, dog. And she wasn't. She was. And they were, they did not care, dog. They didn't care about nothing. They was just like, they didn't nah. care about that being your wife. Nah, they didn't care about nothing. So that's when we had to really get really aggressive. And then she was like so irritable about that. And I was like, yeah, babe, this house is gonna be for a little bit. Mm. Um, so then we touched down in Abuja, get to the airport. And like I told you guys before, and again, I gotta be honest about this Nigeria stuff, right? I love Nigeria, but I'm gonna be honest. Um, so if you talking about, oh, you shouldn't talk, scram. You on your key flee right now. Scram. Oh, fuck it. I, I scram. It. scram. So we get to the uh, airport and Nigeria, a lot of people are, they don't have the same resources in terms of like, they just don't, a lot of people come from poverty there, right? Even people that have jobs that work at the airport. So a lot of them are just asking for money or trying to um, help us do things in exchange for money. Everything's really transactional. She didn't like that, right? It's new to her. I, she Over time, she got used to it. Um, then we go to the my cousin's house. We catch a... Uh, we catch an Uber. Uber it's like a boat. It's called a boat. It's not Uber. Uh, they come bring us. The trip is just is rocky, driving crazy, swerving what kind stuff. Of car like, is it? It's a 
who it's like an old probably 95 Toyota Camry. And y'all ordered it or like how, nah, it was how there at the airport. It? it was there at the okay, airport. Okay. So it was just like, let's run it. Um, but it was cool. We got to my cousin's house, spent a couple of days in Abuja, and then went to the village. And the village was just a different animal, man. The village is um Wait, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's not customary to, for people to pick you up in Nigeria when you land? No, no, it, it is, it is. It's just that my cousin's driver was out of town. Okay. Right? So it was one of those things where she had arranged somebody to be there and we just like was like, okay, come on. Okay, I All got right? you. I got you. And um, so we get to the Abuja. We spent a couple of days in Abuja, but you know, I gotta go see my family. My family is in the village. Abuja, there's nobody there? You guys were just We're just at my cousin Jackie house. Okay. Just chilling. Yeah. Right. Went out a couple nights, right? It's, it's nice out there. But How I'm far from inland is the village from Abuja? Yeah. It's a flight. It's a flight. It's oh. a flight. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Yeah, it's I'm a flight. I'm y'all take it dry. Okay, it's a nah, flight. It's another yeah, flight. Yeah, so it's a flight. So we fly in to Abuja. Abuja is the capital of Nigeria. It's, the, it's in the center of Nigeria, right? They say that Lagos used to be the capital, but Lagos is on water and it's easy to attack. So they moved the capital to Abuja, so it'd be harder to detect like missiles and an invasion and stuff like that. Come right? on. So knowledge. <laughs> um, I don't know. Don't call me on that, but that's what I heard. Um, but we go to Abuja, then we fly to uh, the village, right? That's a forty-five minute flight, all right. And that's where I'm from. That's where my pops is from, Emo State, and Orlu. We spend some time out there, and that's when it's just like it really sets in on Chanel about how how different Nigerian circumstances are. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't get, we weren't getting the showers. We weren't, we weren't getting the, um, like the waterfall, rainfall showers. We had to like shower with buckets. Um, mm -hmm. The light was going off. We mm -hmm. wasn't getting Wi-Fi, And it was cool though, because like you don't get on Wi-Fi, you don't get no reception. So you're not contacting nobody. So you really got to sit there and really learn your family. Yep. You know, and learn about people and yep. talk and, and talk. just figure things out together. Yeah. Like, it's very hard to be secluded out there. You're pressed if you leave your phone. Nah. Yeah. I don't Can't need that. Can't use it anyway. I don't need that. So, um, so that was the thing. And, and you know, slaughtered the, my uncles and his people, they slaughtered the, uh, slaughtered the cow. And, you know, she didn't eat the cow, but I ate the cow. And um, it was just a lot of like, village stuff going on, man. It was a lot of village stuff going on. Hey, okay, I'm going to ask you, you know. We had Dr. Bobby on, uh huh, and uh, <laughs> we talked about we talked about how bad um, processed meat was. Mm -hmm. When you had the cow, could you feel? Could you taste the difference in in from going from slaughter to your plate? 
within 24 hours? Could you taste the difference or are you just like, okay, I didn't really taste the difference? Yeah, you can taste the difference. Yeah, you can taste it. Absolutely. You can taste the difference every, it, it feels, it feels fresher, right? And then also the, the way the meat processes in your body is different, right? The, the way it moves throughout your body is different. You just, feel, it feels different. Like it's different than fried chicken and barbecue chicken. It's just like, you know, it's not good to just be eating meat though, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying though, it's, it's a different type of just authentic, you know, meat that's, that you're eating. Pause. That was nasty work. <laughs> <laughs> was... But so, yeah, man, it was, a. Uh, it was, it was that, it was that. I felt different. I felt different, but it's not a place like you eat so, eat so much beef. You eat so much beef. You already committed to flagrant. You eat so much beef because, like, there's no. You can't just like. And Doctor Bobby was talking about how everywhere should be eaten certain. Like, you, it's hard to get it out there. Like all this, like vegan and plant based, it's hard for people. Like that, you gotta have resources. And people was thinking about like the way people living out there. But you guys they, don't use um like lentils a lot. No. No, I I don't what, lentils. <laughs> What? This is what? Like, oh, I mean, that—that's that, surprising. I'm just saying though, like people have bigger. Not that work. I've ever had lentils from a Nigerian yeah. household, but but you realize though, people like pro- people problems in real life, they're not thinking about their health like that. Yeah, they're trying to survive. They're in survival mode. Real survival they're mode. In survival mode. It's different. Hey, real survival. To mode. be honest, the only reason why we're even talking about this health stuff. It's because we're not in survival mode. We're not in survival mode. Yeah. When you're in survival mode, like yeah. all that go out the window, bro. Yeah, that's that's real. I mean that that's kinda that's real. That's kinda across the board with everything. Yeah. Only for people sure. who talk about saving money is people who not in survivor mode. <laughs> Facts. Hmm. So Facts. like only people who talk about saving their health is people who not in survival mode. If the only thing I got is it what's in front of me, you think I'm gonna turn it down? Oh no. Nah. No. Not at all. Hey, but hold that thought, hold that thought. Check this out. All right, so today. We got our first promotional ad partnership. Okay. All right. Can I tell y'all about the business really quick? All right. So this business is called Who Let the Nerves Out? And it's a children's book and it's coloring books. All right. Kids deserve tools that empower them to develop healthy communication and authentic expression. These books are the perfect tools to support them in their growth. You got a son. And you have a daughter on the way. So this is very important for y'all. Mm-hmm. Who Let the Nerves Out and Who Let the Brave Out are transformative children's books designed to empower young minds. These engaging books help kids name, recognize, and understand their emotions. So if you have kids and you're listening, keep listening. All right. Yes. These books guide children to calm their nerves through deep breathing and teaches them to recite positive affirmations for tackling new challenges. Man. They're resources for fostering emotional intelligence and resilience in your kids. All right. Ignite the spark of self-awareness by visiting Amazon for Who Let the Nerves Out and Who Let the Brave Out, written by a lady named L'Oreal Ivory. All right. For more resources and activities, you can go to WhoLetTheNervesOut.com or follow the brand on Instagram at WhoLetTheNervesOut. All right. Check the description for the URL if you want to purchase books. But um, yeah, I think it's dope. Y'all, y'all, y'all got kids? Hey, check it out. I, I, I think that's really dope because yeah. recently I've been talking to uh, my wife Candace about just like growing up being disciplined in school and stuff like that. If you were, if you got in any kind of trouble, they send you to the 
to detention, mm-hmm. right? You go to detention and then there's nothing constructive going on in detention. Mm-hmm. But like learning tools like this to like, to use, to breathe, to meditate, all yeah. of these things, when you're going through different things as, as a kid, I think it's awesome. And I wish I had more access to those kind of tools when I was young too. For sure. You, you guys want to see, you want me to read you my last text message I just got? Yeah. He just learned his, I, lo- I, I learned how to throw tantrums phase. Oh mm-hmm. man. So I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check oh, it yeah. out. Cause he, he'll throw a tantrum at this point and, he, and then he'll look at you after you be like, hey, 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 he'll laugh. And it's like, oh, you know what you're doing. You're four months. Wow. So um, that's, that's good. I'm glad yeah. that something came out before we got to the terrible twos and we had to start reading about yeah, it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to- no, I think it's right on time too. Side note, you, have you, you seen the things going across social media about kids, it takes kids three times to form a habit? Like they do, th- they do, do an act three times and it's a habit formed. Mm. So like, have you have you not seen this? Mm-mm, I, I think not. this is good. This is good for what y'all experiencing, because right now he's learning. You know what I mean? And if he, if you guys continue act responding the same way, he's gonna just build a habit off of it. Mm. And so like the the example that the woman used in the video was like, yo, if your baby's crying and you pick him up or pick her up, pick the baby up and you put him in the bed with you, if you do that three times in a row, every time they pick when you when they start crying, they're crying, so you could put them in the bed yeah. with you. You know what I mean? So I thought that was pretty interesting because for us, it takes us a lot of a lot more times than three to form a habit. Hmm. But when you're at that infant stage, you know, just doing things repetitively three times in a row, a habit is formed. So I thought it was really interesting for me to know as I'm walking into fatherhood, hmm. thought I should share it with you with what you just said. I'll take that. Yeah. All right, Duke. So y'all, was, y'all, y'all got to the motherland. Um, the motherland, first of all. Yeah. First of all, only people that's not from Africa called Africa the motherland. Hey, look, look, look. Really? Oh, yeah. Hey, look, oh. So, so y'all got to the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's funny. So, wait, you when you got home, when you got there, this is actually a good question. When you got there, did you feel like home? Yeah, I felt home. I felt home. But you don't call it the motherland? Nah, I feel like motherland is like, um. okay, so, for instance, I don't know what y'all used to call school, right? But at San Jose State, I never called San Jose State, San Jose State. I just called it State. We go on, I'm, I'm at oh, State. Oh, it's like if you yeah. live in past. Uh, I'm at State now, mm-hmm, right? Yep. I'm just saying though, I know exactly what people say when they say yep. motherland, but like, I never be talking to Bubba or my brother like, yeah, we in the motherland now. So what oh, do y'all yeah, say? Nah, you know nobody what I'm saying? Nobody ever gonna say that. Nah, we say, say, yo, like, shit, we Nigeria. Okay. Or like, or like, shit, we back in the village. Okay, okay. I, I also sense. think, I also think, but there's nothing wrong with what he said. I'm just saying it's funny because yeah, yeah, yeah. people would be like, uh, "DM, how's the motherland?" Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, "That's funny." I wonder if people really think that that's how we refer to. I don't Africa. think people think that at all. Yeah. I, th- I think everybody knows that's an American reference to the of, of misplaced African Americans. Mm. Yep. I don't think anybody thinks that African, mm. like actual people from, call it the motherland. Yeah. No, nah, yeah. I think that's just something of misplaced Africans. Yeah. We call it the mother. Like I'm trying to get back home. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the motherland. Yep. Right. Um. So. You said people only refer to the motherland as not from Africa. Okay, mm-hmm. so when you got to the motherland, right? Uh, <laughs> when you got there, right? And um, I kind of asked you this off camera, but I want you to really dive into just optically what you've seen in the family dynamics of people and going into the village and just seeing how the how the family structure was as opposed to here in the States and as opposed to while you were in Nigeria. And how and how it impacted Chanel as well. That's yeah. really the catch, right? Really there. want that's what we really that's want to really know. That's really what we want to yeah. know. Um, 
Well, I think the difference with family structure there is like family structure is for family. I think family structure here a lot of times is for individual. So it's very easy to break that down. So I think that here is easy for one person to say, nah, this is how I feel and I don't feel like you guys feel. And I think how I feel is more important than how you guys feel. So I'm just do what's best for me and not what's for y'all. Mm-hmm. And just like some people feel like that and that's gotten people a lot of places, right? Mm-hmm. But out there, it's just like, nah, we do it as a family. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. And the family name is usually stronger than an individual's name. You know what I'm saying? So like Jalon Webster... Uh, could be like the Webster family, the Websters mm-hmm. is the prominent name, and Jalan just bears that name. Mm-hmm. So now that's how you get people that don't even do anything special are able to get receive that type of respect in that family just for having the last name. You know what I'm saying? So family, if you do it right, you can set your family up for just respect no matter what, mm-hmm. right? But here it's just more like, yo, like one person, if I think different from my family, I could remove myself from my family and you know, go do whatever I want, right? So I think that's a big difference. Um, but also, I also feel like there's difference in just the approach to family. Like my, my grandpa had three wives, you know, and different places around the world, it's it's – Normal, it's normal to have multiple wives, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about polygamy one time. And in, in America, it's almost not normalized, right? And it's almost shamed. And there's, like, polygamy and multiple wives is, like, parallel with infidelity here, mm-hmm. right? And things like that. And although I don't, I don't believe in polygamy, um, I understand how polygamy can service family structure mm-hmm. right i think what happens is today people try to throw around polygamy and things like that um as a justification for just being lustful mm-hmm. right and just want to have sex with multiple women um whereas back then or over there or other places it actually is rooted in family right so i think that's a big difference um as far as chanel man i think what what was great for her going over there is to really just see how things are for real, right? And and when I tell her things about myself or I'm trying to show her things about the things I believe in, she probably doesn't understand where it comes from because right? she's never seen it or been in a place, right? So maybe my, um, and some, sometimes you guys do it, right? Where you guys be like, yo, like, dude, like, you mean, or, you know, you are, you know, you be talking to people crazy sometimes. And <laughs> and that's, a lot of that comes from, <laughs> mm-hmm. a lot of that comes from Nigeria and, and just like my upbringing and, having to be able to be assertive with just really aggressive people, you know? Um, But I think for her, it was good for her to just get a sense of my family and the family dynamics and the practices, you know? And my aunties, 
was sitting down with us one night and she was explaining like, hey, yo, yo, his grandpa used to have three wives. This is their house. This is where one of them was buried. This is why it was like this. This is um, what happens who, when, uh, this is what happens when your, your grandpa died, who owns the house now? If your uncle dies, who, like there's structure in that, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I think it creates a clearer picture of how things are supposed to be. So it's less guessing for everyone. You know what I mean? And I think out here, you just, we're more likely to fend for ourselves because our families aren't as tight knit here. Mm -hmm. Usually when you come from a family, other places, you have a model of how it's supposed to go wrong or right, right? You're not going into, you're not growing up and not and saying, yo, what am I doing? You're growing up and saying, yo, this is what I'm supposed to do wrong or right. Yeah. All right. And I think out here, a lot of times it could be, no one taught me how to do this because there was no concrete family structure here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you said something that I've been seeing a lot lately and I think it's easy to just fall into like, yeah, it's true that there's a message out there currently right now that there is a attack on the family, mm -hmm. attack on the black family, attack on families in general, Yeah, you know, through what we might be seeing, what we might be experiencing, what might be being put in front of us. And truth be told, there's going to always be an attack on something, like you said, that doesn't have structure. And being Americans, I'm going to ask you, oh, being an American, what do you think the family structure is? What do you think the successful family structure is? And I ask because as I'm hearing Duke say this, saying, hey, this is where my grandfather was mm -hmm. and this is where his wife was buried, which means she had this plot before she passed away. Mm -hmm. Not that it was paid for, not that the ground. No, this is you go there. That's where you go. And this is where his wife is. And, you know, explaining this to Chanel through her experience so she could understand what the family structure is. There's no confusion in the structure. It's making me think when we think about Americans and, they, and we're in America and they're saying there's an attack on the family. What is the structure? Because can you attack something that is, is structured? You can't. I don't, I, you can, but I think it's hard to succeed with your attack. I think the problem is with Americans is within our structure. The number one thing in structure is sticking together. I feel like that's yeah. how you... Strength in numbers. Yeah, you keep, that's how you keep a solid foundation. And I feel like... In America, it's very easy to walk away. You know what I mean? And then the structure for Because it's the land of free. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So we have a different perspective and outlook on the relationships and foundation of the structure. Because if something gets hard, something feels uncomfortable, some people are willing to quit. And the second that happens, we lose the structure of the family. So stick, I think sticking together is the first, first thing and foremost above, above anything else. Um, I don't know. I feel like that's that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest because without that, there we can't even get any further. You know what I mean? If someone if we have a missing piece, you know, we can't feel it. It's like you're you're only as strong as your weakest link. You know. You know, I, and without even de deliberately doing it, you know, you, we hear about in certain countries you have arranged marriages. I can see why you have arranged marriages. I'm just listening to you trying to keep the structure. Trying to keep the structure. Trying to keep the structure. Right. I'm listening to you and you talking about the relationship that you have with your wife's family. It's things like that 
that allow you guys to weather the storm a little bit more because it's more than just just your relationship at stake. It's like ah. Uh, I am, uh, me and her mom do have an incredible relationship. Mm -hmm. Me and her dad do have this. Me and her brother are in business together. We can't just rip up, because if we rip us apart, we more than just ripping us apart. We're ripping everything apart. Wow. And when I'm thinking about arranged marriage, it's like, yo, we're going to join the families. We trust you enough to join the family. And I'm sitting here thinking in America, people are joining individuals and they're not joining families. And in not joining families, it's so much easier to say like, hey, you know what? Because emotionally, I'm not feeling you today. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And in that, you you immersing Chanel in the family culture. And you saying you guys got closer earlier in this episode. You saying like, yo, we got closer. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to think like, yo, what, what experiences can I have? What new experiences can me and Brittany have? That will not only bring us closer as a couple, but bring us closer as a family and bring us more tight knit to where it's like, regardless of how mad we got at each other on Sunday, like it's not going to affect how we feel on Monday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're in a space where divorce is OK. Separation is OK. Children out of wedlock is OK. I had a child out of wedlock. I don't think that was right. Mm hmm. I'm I, my whole mission is to make sure that we are married, we are family. My my mm -hmm. children understand what family structure looks like, and we grow up in that. There's no reason for me to make two mistakes off of one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So in that, you know, just see, just seeing that and seeing how easy it is for people to separate. Like I love that you took Chanel back home. Me too. Yeah. Me like too. me, honestly, I ain't gonna lie. You don't really realize how me, how yeah. juice me and him all was. Yeah, that happy. you were that you were able to take this trip. Not only we get excited every time you get to go in general, yeah. yeah. But the fact that you got to take your wife out there yeah. was, and show her, like, nah, this is where I come from. Yeah. This is, this is how my family moves. Yeah. You get to show her that yeah. there's 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 the success rate of your relationship just rose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Two things, man. The first thing is, remember when we were talking not too long ago about. Remember, we were talking not so long ago about about um, do black people have culture, mm -hmm. right? And you almost kind of black people do have culture. That was that's that's we know that we know black people have culture, but you know why people don't think black people don't have culture? It's because of family. It's because it's, it's rooted in family. Mm. Forget the food, forget the music, forget the tradition. Like family is how culture is carried on time and time again. And I think with with um, Africans, whatever, families at the, at the center of everything, you know what I'm saying? And there is no, um, yo, land of the free, right? There's none of that. You, you can make your own decisions, but overall there's a... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. You know, universal mindset of how we're supposed to behave as a community. And I think that's how people stick together. Everything's on a string. You know, everything's on a string. The more family, the more you stick together with your family, the more you're able to pass down, the longer you're able to run. Yeah. Right? Mm. If you're not, if you, if you can't, hand the baton off, at some point, the progression is not gonna keep happening. 
all right? And then you're not going to be able to carry on culture. So you, so at some point, you're not going to know, okay, where did this come from? Or how do we continue to show people, in, in the case we made, that we, that we love fried chicken, right? How do we continue to show people that, hey, this is what we do? If we're not even sticking with, the, um, with, with our families and creating a large enough movement for it to be a thing, you know what I'm saying? And the other thing is, Chanel, and this is how small, like, this is a small thing that happened, but it was a big thing to hear from her. And she was just like, yo, you know what I noticed, babe? Every time we went to, like, my auntie's house, someone's house, it was the same. And I'm talking about different villages, different states in Nigeria, right? It was the same type of greeting, right? They'll greet us, we'll come to the house, a woman will go into the kitchen, and she'll bring out a tray of hella drinks, alcohol, cups, juices, just a tray. Not like, what do you want? Just bring out a tray of shit and just let you take it. And she was just like, oh, wow, like, I noticed that there's a different type of, they all got the same type of hospitality, right? That must be a thing out here. I was like, yeah, that's a thing. You know, some people say, yo, would you like something to drink? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, can I get some water? It's not like that. It's just like, yo, I'm bringing everything I got and putting it in your face and then you pick. You can choose what you like. And you choose. So there's no selfish, just, just like, yo, here it is. And she was like, wow, I love that. I would love to like take part of that and have that be a part of our family. And I was like, wow, something as little as that. And things like that are the reason that you need to be exposing people to different cultures, mm-hmm. especially if, if your culture, because they pick, she picked that up without even me having to say anything from just observation. Yeah. That small thing. You know what I'm saying? That that small thing to me, that's not even something that I would have been like, yo, this is what you're supposed to look for. Because it's yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought that was dope. Did you guys have any conversation about things that were drastically different between Nigerian and Jamaican culture that she may have picked out? Other than I guess like off being extremely accommodating once you come to someone's house or generous. Do we have any conversation? Do we have any uh, conversation about the differences? Yeah. I don't know how the, I don't know how yeah. rooted Chanel is in, in in her Jamaican culture. So I, no, we haven't had. I mean, we've probably talked about similarities in ter- in terms of personality, mm-hmm. but not in terms of differences because you got to understand, like Chanel's mom, right? She wasn't taking Chanel back to Jamaica to where she grew up. And like, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't, right? know, so I don't like, know how deep she is into it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I literally, and probably a lot of Nigerians literally grew up like with my family, mm-hmm. right? Since I was a kid, like, we all grew up pretty much seeing each other all the time, going all the things. So, like, we was all going to Nigeria at the same time. So, it's a little different, yeah. right? But, um, so I wouldn't even expect her to be like, yo, like, like, you need to learn this tradition too because it's not the same. Do you see a lot of broken families in Nigeria? <laughs> Do I see a lot of broken families in Nigeria? No, I don't see a lot of broken families. I know, um, in my whole life, I know, um, in my whole life, two broken families. And one, what is one, it? One okay. of them is mine. Wow. Yeah. So your definition of broken family literally is just the mom and the dad not together. Yeah. Not that I don't have a relationship with yes. either one of them. So no, you, no, no, no. Every, I don't know no Nigerian that don't, know, don't have a relationship with his mom or dad. You, I don't you, know that. You, uh, you connect land of the free with broken homes? Do I connect land of the free? Oof. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> do I connect I mean, do I connect land of the free? No, I don't connect the two, but 
you cannot any 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 time you give people absolute freedom or you give people the biggest least to make their own decisions right there's going to be more variety in how people live their life mm -hmm. that's just a fact because once people get a taste of how they feel and the things that they could have naturally you don't care about family you don't care about people you just care about yourself and what make you happy all right and you and what make you happy that's 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 what america really is mm -hmm. right hey you could be anything you want you can do anything, you can go anywhere, you can be anywhere you want to be. They tell us that. Even if you come from a family that doesn't believe in that, right? Even if you are, um, you know, a, a black person and, you know, you come from a certain family and you want, you have aspirations to be like these white people. They say, you, you can be that if you want, right? They'll tell you that. So anytime you got a, a place that, is promoting that you're gonna have variety in, in how you live your life. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. Crazy, what I'm, what I'm taking from this is when in the land of the free, in America, you have to, both people have to truly fight to keep things together mm -hmm. because you do have the option to do as you please. Mm -hmm. And in order to keep that family structure together, I'm thinking about it as we're talking like, it really is going to take, it really takes two people within a family to f be fighting for the family to live and exist and live on. But, you know, the second one person decides to stop fighting, we, we start to dwindle, we, the, the structure starts to get chipped away at, you know? I got, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't see a way of, of keeping the structure sound and solid without both people remaining fighting in the relationship. No, you can't. No. Nah. <laughs> you can't. Duke, you, was, you made me think about when you said in America, somebody can be exactly what they want to be. And that's kind of like what would be kind of taken away from what the family might have had planned. Mm -hmm. Is the imagery of the, of the, of the culture and the family structure um, back home for you, is it kind of like a link to where it's, okay, you're going to do this. My, this is what our family does. Our family, we are all engineers. We're all engineers. That's what we do. Mm -hmm. That's what our responsibility is. Maybe the next generation can do something, but as for me and my house, mm -hmm. we all engineers. And then one kid wants to do something else and it messes up the link. Mm hmm. Hmm. Is that, are you saying, what's the question? Like you're asking me. Is I'm asking, is, is, is that, is that. How, is that the thought process? Is that the thought process? Where it's just like, yo, we're supposed to be this. And then if you do this, you mess up the leak. Yes. Not to that extreme, because that's not, something like that is not um, messing up family dynamic. You know, not that. It's more so things that, because like your career, for instance, is not one of those things. Like, they'll tell you don't be a rapper, but as soon as you start rapping, you start making money, it's like, it's all good. Yeah. It's not, it has nothing to do with the career. You gotta be successful at it. Right, you gotta yeah. be successful. So it's not the career, it's okay. just like, they'll tell you that those aren't the things that's like at the top of the chain. The things that are at the top of the chain, chain is, you know, are you gonna do something that's gonna, um, that's likely to improve the structure and strengthen this family or hurt it? That's the chain. And a lot of times, 
the one, number one thing that could uh, improve your family is to to um, reinforce it through marriage to someone like you, right? A good someone who comes from a good family, someone who understands your culture. Mm-hmm. One way you could destroy it is to allow someone to infiltrate your family that's not for your family. Mm. So that's why they're really careful about who comes in your family. And when you don't, people don't like when we when we grow up. The only way they break it down is like you're supposed to marry a Nigerian woman, but they don't really explain exactly why. Mm-hmm. And it's not until you become an adult that you understand why it's important to marry somebody and deal with someone with similar values as you. Mm-hmm. That's what it really comes down to. Like, can you marry somebody with similar values? Because the likelihood of you guys being able to overcome some issue is higher. Because you guys have similar values and you guys come from similar places. When you're dealing with someone who's from the land of the free and I'm not, and my thought process is family, 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 and her thought process is her, 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 it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's a likelihood that it's not going to work because mm-hmm. we, don't even, we don't have the same foundation of principles. All right? So that's where the whole uh, pro- thought process of, yo, marry, marry someone like you, wherever that case is. And people think it's racist to to feel like that sometimes but it's really not right and actually i understand when people say that i understand when indians want to marry indians and chinese want to yeah and i i I understand look hot take who needs an alarm in the morning when mcdonald's has sausage egg and cheese mcgriddles and a breakfast cut off ba-da-ba-ba-ba I don't think it's racist when a white person says, yo, I actually want my white daughter or white son to marry somebody white. Yep. I don't think it's racist. Because to me, that makes sense. That's yep. like it's lukewarm. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, cool. Hey, cool. But that's how you feel? I, I, I completely feel like yeah. it. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not racist. Like We, we want to like throw tantrums like, yeah, how could you? Nah, that's just how it is. Because people want you to come into a family that people want... Whoever you are coming to the family, we want you to have the same similar values. It has yep. nothing to do with your like your race and skin color. It don't have nothing to do with yep. that. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I understand that now as an adult. But yeah. that that also goes back to the me. If you got the me mentality, you only think about what's making me happy. Correct. Even if it's only in that moment. Correct. It's hard to not have the me here though. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's hard because this place is a capitalist society. Yeah. All right, so you gotta look out for look out for yourself, and that starts early on. And this place glorifies the, the top dog, All right? So the, the the star that shines the brightest, this place them. glorifies them. Yeah. So everybody wants to be that person, regardless of my family. It's just how it is. The celebrities are are the way we idolize celebrities, the way we idolize you know actors and stuff like that here in particularly. Everybody want to be that, so. Forget my family. Yeah, in, in, in Nigeria, it's not like somebody who's like, oh man, he the one in the family. Yeah, it is, but it's still the family. Got it. He doesn't, he's not gonna make himself above yeah, the family. Yeah, it's still the family. So, like, if I, um, or she, if I put like this, I become super uber successful. All right, that credit goes to my parents. That goes to my parents. 
So my parents are responsible for me being successful and I'm successful. They, they're a good family. Mm-hmm. Okay. It comes from the Ian Nacho family. Okay. Yeah. And then I have a child who doesn't have to do anything. He's just my son now. Mm-hmm. That's a good family. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's how it works. Now you could obviously be a star. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I ain't saying that you not you can't be your own person. You could definitely be that. But there's much more talk about them coming from a good family. There's a lot of that talk. And families know each other out there. I've heard about that family. Did you hear what happened to that family? Do you feel like your family accepted Chanel? The mom. That was a good question. Um, do I feel like my family, I feel like my family has been accepted her. Okay. okay? But I'm but, telling this is the first time she's been to Nigeria but, with you, so like, it's a but, little different. But I feel like they look at Chanel as a Nigerian now. Yeah. Yeah. She came she, home. That's tough. Because she came home. That's Because, okay, here's this. Check this out. Check this out. She, she came home, and not only did she yeah. come home, it's like she ain't the first person that's not from Nigeria to come home. So they got something else to reference. Yep. And they're like, yo, like, the homegirl came. Oh, no, nah, she flew right back. Homegirl came. She hopped on a plane. She's out here for, like, less than 40 hours. She flew right back. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Because it's just so uncomfortable. Yep. Because we don't realize, like, I've never had to, I mean, how many times can you think about in your life where you went to sleep and anything other than a bed or a couch? I, I know them all. Yeah. That means, that means it hasn't been a lot. Right? I know them all. You, you know them all. Yeah. All right. So, so our idea of life is much different. Our idea of comfort is much different. Mm-hmm. You wasn't sleeping in the bed? Here? No, 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 no. When you went... Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I'm just saying, though, like, there's a life out there where people don't have beds. Got you. Okay. You ain't talking about you. Yeah, no, no. People don't have beds. So when you come into that life, right, and these people that don't sleep in beds have a different level of... In their mind, in your mind, their standard of living is so low, right? So how they operate is different. Okay. So when the next time you're going back? Man, um, you know what? I would like to go back every year because my family goes back every year. Um, if not this year, next year for sure. All right. When you taking nice and neat? I'm taking nice and neat. Oh man, we was getting. I was getting love for nice and now. Really? Got to tell y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody stopped me in the club. Was like, "Hey, yo, are you dude? Nice and neat, right?" Was out. Was eating at a restaurant. And some dude was from, also some some guys from the UK was in uh, Nigeria. And it was just like, he was looking at me. He was just like, yo, like, you got a podcast, huh? I was like, yeah, yeah. He was nice and neat. I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, man, I love your podcast. So things like that was happening. So yeah, nice and neat should be there. Nice and neat will be there. And another thing from this trip that I learned is like, there's a lot of opportunity. A lot of business opportunity. A lot of promotional opportunity. A lot of events, you know, with Ghana and mm-hmm. Lagos being on the up and up, mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity, you know what I'm saying? And things are, you know, Ghana more so than Lagos, but are more accommodating for people from the U.S. to come over there and make money. Mm-hmm. Creators, not just like businessmen, but like creators too. So I think that's something we should definitely explore. Man, imagine imagine one one, one year we do the December. The daddy, the daddy at, December. And yeah. um, that's in Ghana, right? That's in Ghana and Nigeria. So that is like, that's that West African 
yep. you know, time period. Man, imagine us doing that and yep. two, one day we doing a show, another yep. day we doing a yep. fellas check-in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That'd be tight. That'd be hard. Man, I would love to go. I yeah. would love to go to Africa with y'all. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to take my family. Yeah. Same. Yeah. yeah. Man, you know, to answer your question, I mean, to, uh, to add on to your question about does my, or you maybe asked it, um, mm -hmm. does my family like? Accept her. Accept her. You know, she did such a great job of just like pushing through, right? Before even Nigeria, she did a, such a great job of saying, yo, like I'm his woman and you're his family. And I'm going to show you guys that I want to be a part of this family, you know, and I'm going to do things like buy your auntie's gifts, buy your stepmom's gifts, you know, things just like mm -hmm. just real thoughtful stuff. Yep. Right. Yeah. Um, dancing with my aunties and stuff. So like, at first they may have been a little cold because, you know, she wasn't Nigerian, mm -hmm. which is natural. But the more they were around her, they were just like, yo, I can't. She, she's undeniable. Yeah. I can't even deny this girl, you know. I love and that. It's just like, yeah. I love that. Nah. Man. So, yeah. If you are someone right now, you're a Nigerian guy. Make and he be smiling on the inside. Yeah, come on, man. Come on, I'm nice and warm on toasty on the inside because yeah. of this. Uh, if you are, see my, my legs kicked up like that. <laughs> uh, if you're Nigerian and you are dealing with a woman who's not Nigerian and you guys are getting serious, I would suggest that you get her just ingratiated with the family and just give her some patience, right? But also try to encourage her to just do little things like get gifts, right? Nigerian women and Nigerian families can seem hard, but everyone likes gifts and stuff, right? Everyone likes people doing nice gestures. Um, so yeah, tell your American girlfriend to do that and you're gonna get that ring. You know what I'm saying? She gotta go to Nigeria. She gotta go to Nigeria first. Get that ring. Get that get that ring. No, I don't think gift giving gift giving is a part of the culture for for braggadocious reasons right i think that's what it is um nigerians generally don't even show affection like that um mm -hmm. my, i never really seen my parents be affectionate or my aunties and uncles be affectionate i mean i think it's a love thing but i think ultimately it's like yo the better i could do the more i could show and do for my woman the better i look you know and i feel like that's just kind of that's what i've seen that's what i've observed you know what i'm saying and i don't i don't i don't think i see like women get guys gifts I just see men give women gifts. And I think that's a large part of just being like, I'm, that's how my dad was. You know, a lot of the stuff my dad did, he liked people, but he also wanted to be like, yo, look at me. Mm -hmm. That's who he was, right, so. What about women getting women gifts? You refer women to- Women getting women gifts? Yeah, like just, let's say I'm a, I'm a woman that is not Nigerian and she wants to make an impact, like you said, yeah. on the family. Yeah. I said she got it to where she could go ahead and she could give gifts. Yeah, for sure. Little things like perfume. Mm -hmm. Everybody right. smell good. Perfume. Um, uh, little things like learning how to make a Nigerian dish. Mm. Okay, so when you come to auntie house or my mom house or whatever, you're like, mom, let me help you. And you know a little bit about something. It shows that you're interested. Mm -hmm. So Not only thing, in him, but in the family. In the family. And one thing that... Um, older women or anybody that's older, just in general, they love being able to teach younger people things. Yep. They love it. So once they see that you're interested, they can't, they're excited to teach you mm -hmm. things. That's across the board, it's anybody. Yep. So they think that, you gotta understand, like people in our families probably think that the people that's coming to my families is only here for the son, my son or whoever, right? 
But as soon as you show that, show the family that, nah, like, I love your son, but I'm actually interested in the family too. It's like, okay, this girl know a little something, you know? And her, the idea of of you changed. I think that's what Chanel, Chanel did, and my family loves Chanel. Everybody in my family, my whole family talked about them, loves Chanel. Uncles, aunties, everybody. Everybody. My mom gave her a Nigerian name too. Amarachi. What's that mean? God's grace. God's gift or God's grace, one of them. That's what my mom said. That's tight. Yeah. That's tight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode of my recap to Nigeria and just me talking about my time. I'm going to try to get these guys there one day, maybe soon, mm -hmm. fly business across, across the Atlantic. That's going to be a vibe. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, drop a comment, let us know what you thought. Go ahead, take a picture. If you're driving, don't take a picture <laughs> and just post it to your story. Let us know what you thought. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Duke. Follow Jalan at just.jalan just at Omar at Omar.Bolden. Fellas, what else we got? Also, I'm sorry, Patreon. All right. Hit the Patreon now. Hit the Patreon. We got some exclusive content on there. Mm -hmm. We got some early content. We got some BTS. Uh, we're going to start going live on there. We're going to start doing some giveaways on there. So go ahead. Join the Patreon. All right. Pick, pick your tier. All right. Join the Patreon. Hit the link in the description. And... Um, yeah, I just want to thank all the the viewers, specifically the viewers. We reached the 50K mark. We did. We reached the 50K mark. We we passed it, and now we're, we're chasing. on the way to 60. We, I mean, we're on the way to 100. That happened fast, yeah. though, huh? After we crossed 50. After we crossed 50, yeah. Yeah, so we're on the way to 100 now. So just thank you guys for your continued support. Keep subscribing, keep liking, keep commenting, keep sharing the content. And with that said, I'm Duke. I'm Omar. I'm Jalan. This is another episode of Nice and Neat, and that's that on that. I'll be the one to take the risk to go and get them bands. I'll be the one to never sit and go and make a plan. Knowing my mother getting old now, I got no time. Gotta keep a couple for the road, the rest get left behind. Yeah. To the hundreds, pledge allegiance, I stand. I'm going to pull four in the white sand.